Andy is taking the day off today, probably playing Santa somewhere. But in his stead is our friend and the porch and deck specialist from Linda's Construction, Luke Panic. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Danny. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I hope you you are too, you and your family, and uh, all the, the folks that uh, are at uh, Linda's Construction. Uh, we, we were ta- telling folks earlier here on the CCO that you would be on this morning for Andy. And if they had any kind of deck questions or porch questions, for that matter, uh, to call us in, call those in or text it in as usual. And this, the same number applies for either the phone call or text. That's 651-989-9226. If you have any questions about decks or decking uh, or porches, as I said, call it in or text it in. Here's your chance to talk to the expert here from Linda's Construction, Luke Panic, uh, 651-989-9226. Uh, Luke, what can folks deal with now? Here we are. <laughs> we don't have any snow, at least here in the Twin Cities. Uh, the temperatures are going to be getting back to uh, to average temp, maybe even low temperature. But what can folks do right now if they are considering a new deck uh, next season? Well, it's a great time to plan. Um, you, you, uh, I meet with a lot of people this time of year who uh, want to plan for a deck in the spring. So um, it's a great planning time. What what are folks asking you for? I mean, you you've told us in the past that uh, that n- not as many uh, cedar or other types of wood decking they want they want lower maintenance. That's still true, I presume. Yeah, we do a, a, a majority of the decks. People prefer to use something that is a synthetic material where they don't have to uh, worry about the eventual decay and fade of their wood deck. So yeah, a lot of lot definitely the favorite is a synthetic floor. What about a combination? If somebody uh, budget-wise, they well, no, let's build me a, a, a cedar deck, let's say, but yeah. uh, I don't, I don't want to deal with railings anymore. You can do that. You can kind of mix and match, can't you? Absolutely, we do. We, that's very common. It, it, I can't. It, it's extremely rare to use a wood rail system of any sort. Um, it's only in a case where we have to match an existing railing or something. So usually, we use some sort of a synthetic railing completely. Metal, usually steel, aluminum, and uh, you can put that with a wood floor. It looks great. What about you? You mentioned this in the past, Luke. Uh, about um, well, I don't know if it's actually is it glass? You can you can actually have a, a decking system with uh, something that's rather got a great view, right? Is it glass material or a plastic material? It's glass. Uh, it two. There's really two styles. You can use a a full tempered glass panel just like you would on a glass shower door or um, glass balusters which are basically um, glass planks that have a space in between them and uh, kind of give you that look too they they get a little more airflow if you use the glass balusters as compared to a solid piece of glass yeah I would think so what what about cleaning some material like that yeah you need to have someone do that I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh glass of course especially if people have dogs can be you know can be very uh a lot of maintenance involved with it but uh it it seems to be that the people who have glass or want glass have had it before and really like it and so i, I don't think the cleaning is much of a burden well, that's good better than painting and stain uh, staining and sanding yeah. and all that for sure yeah. for sure 
Luke Panic is with us. If you're just joining us, Luke is the deck and port specialist at Lindus. If you have any kind of a deck question, uh, whether it be maintenance uh, or whatnot, or building, 651-989-9226. Luke, let's go to the phones. Mark, I believe, is calling in from Maple Lake this morning. Mark, you are on with Luke. Hey, Luke. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. So I'm wondering if you've had any experience with aluminum decking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I guess my, I've been researching it, it looks interesting, um, but just curious about the durability of the color and all that type of thing. I've, uh, interacted with that several times, usually in commercial applications, um, where we've used, um, uh, an extruded aluminum plank and it, they usually are powder coated. Um, the, it's very rare. It's not real common. The most common place they use it, aluminum decking is on docks, actually. Um, but there is no issue that I know of. Uh, I've, I've run into occasionally where it's been on decks for 15, 20 years, and it still looks great. Um, so I don't have a, 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 I don't have a, a way. To, I don't need to caution you about it. So the color holds up, and yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Right. Well, appreciate the call. I hope that helped. And Luke, that you're saying that usually that's in uh, more in commercial applications than uh, residential, right? Yeah. It. I mean, it, it because it's a metal. It ha- they do put a uh, a texture on it so it doesn't so your feet don't don't slip. Um, and it, it's so it 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 it's a hard it's a hard surface, harder than of course any of the other surfaces we're talking about so it i think it's i think that's why i think it's usually more common for just uh more condominium and apartment type places oh sure i get it all right Uh, luke we need to take a quick break here if you have a a question about uh, decks or decking or if you want to luke to build you a porch something like that you can give us a call luke's gonna be with us uh, filling in for andy linda's today decking or if you want to Luke to build you a porch, something like that, you can give us a call. Luke's going to be with us uh, filling in for Andy Lindis today. Call us or text us, 651-989-9226. That same number will get you a text or a, a phone call for Luke Panic. It's still 28 degrees in the Twin Cities. We'll be back with more Home Improvement Talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. Luke Panic, our deck and port specialist with Linda's Construction, is uh, filling in for Andy Linda's today. So if you have any kind of a deck or porch, for that matter, question, this is your chance to talk to the expert, Luke Panic, 651-989-9226. That'll get you a phone call if you prefer to chat or uh, send a text if that's easier, 651-989-9226. Luke, speaking of phones, let's uh, go to St. Cloud. I think Tim is in waiting there to ask you a question. Tim, thank you. What is your question for Luke? Well, if I build a deck or have a deck built in the spring, uh, there, I understand there's different kind of woods that you can stain right away and some you can't, such as cedar and maybe pressure-treated that you have to wait to, to stain. Yes. Uh, well, that depends. Um, you can buy, uh, typically you want that wood to be down under, uh, 
uh, 10%, 15% moisture. You can buy a, it's a, a moisture meter at any hardware store that you can put into the wood to confirm the moisture content. That's the only way to know for sure. But when you buy treated wood, if you buy treated decking, it's going to be oftentimes 65 to 70% moisture when you get it. So it's very wet. So that's why it absolutely has to dry for a long time. Cedar uh, varies a lot. Usually it doesn't have near that amount of moisture in it, so you don't have to wait as long. But you can also buy, Tim, kiln-dried wood, kiln-dried treated pine. So it's already been dried before it got to your home, so you can stain it uh, relatively quick. So those are your options, uh, and I always, you know, the, the, to be safe before you apply any stain, I'd use a, a moisture meter and just get a reading on it. Good luck. And that's yeah. You and I have talked about that for our house, that uh, kiln dried stuff, and uh, that's that's yeah. uh, that's pretty good material, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's far better. It's more stable. It doesn't shrink, crack, and warp near as much as uh, your typical wet treated wood. The problem is, is that it dries so fast outside the green treated wood you know depending on you know if it's on the south or the west or what side of the house it's on, but uh it dries so fast that it causes it to warp a lot and you know i've seen deck boards that are 16 feet long shrink in length you know up to an inch and that Ooh. really poses a problem <laughs> so um yeah the kiln dried stuff has really been a great uh uh innovation in, in outdoor lumber material for sure. You have a deck question, call us or text us. Luke Panic will answer that for you here on WCCO. Here's one that maybe you can help me with this one. What is the preference, Texter says, a deck that is attached to the home or cabin or the floating deck? Hmm. A floating deck. Yeah. So typically a floating deck to me means that it's not sitting on frost footings, which in that case, then it should not be attached to the house. If the house is on a floating slab, then you can uh, you, then you typically wouldn't have a deck on it because it's right on the ground. So this is a very unusual or unorthodox situation, and it it and it's a it's a problem. The problem is is that the if the deck is floating, meaning it's resting on the frost and lifting up and down and the house isn't, you're going to weaken the connection between the deck and the house, and, and it's not a safe, structurally sound deck. So if the house, if it's going to be attached to the house, it has to be on frost footings that won't move. If you want to do a, fro a floating deck next to a house, you can, you just can't attach it to the house so that they are free from each other. That makes sense? Yeah. There you go. Oh, you've, you've explained it. What uh, you know, you're talking about footings? Uh, I'm wondering, given the forecast, since at least in our yard, I haven't seen much. Maybe now, of frost or frozen ground. Uh, have you guys at Lindis uh, done any prep work like footings yet this year? I mean, late in the season. Yeah, a lot. There's a couple of things we do. Um, we can actually put down some, if we have a deck project coming up and we want to ensure that it's not going to freeze, we can put down some insulated ground blankets that uh, prevent the ground from freezing. Uh, the other thing we could do is if if we get to a project and, and we need to put in footings, uh, we can thaw the ground out. Uh, so we have uh, the equipment to warm up the ground and remove the frost ahead of time so that when we get there, it's ready to go. So we've we've found ways to work around it. 
Um, if there's not a lot of frost, if there's less than a foot of frost, we can usually just crack through that and put our put our footings in anyway. Uh, during, so it's not like, too much of a problem. During regular, whatever regular weather is these days, uh, what, what kind of footings do you prefer? Does it, does it vary by what type of uh, soil you have in the ground? It can. Um, we... Uh, we we switched over almost exclusively to helical screw piles um, this year. So that we used to use a lot of diamond footings, uh, but they're just not as good um, as the helical piers. So we we now have the equipment and the technology to use a, the helical footings on every deck that we do, unless it's restrictive, like we can't get to the location. It's near a retaining wall or. Uh, we've had projects where you just can't get the equipment. There's a big machine, not a big machine, but a small machine that needs to be able to get to the site, that spot. And sometimes it's not possible. So we have to use a different alternative, but for the most part, we put uh, a helical footing in, in every, on every deck. What does that look like? How do, what's the process of that helical system? Well, have you, are you an ice fisherman? I haven't for years, but, uh, and we'll have to wait and see if we we get any solid ice around here. Uh, but I, I know you are for sure. Yes. So uh, an ice, I always describe it, looks like an ice auger. The drill you use to drill a hole through the ice oh, yeah, is what sure. a helical footing kind of looks like. And it just has, a, it looks like a, a corkscrew or a wine opener. I know you're a you drink, you'll have a glass of wine. Uh, yes, not now. But it looks like that. Not, not now. At the, not at but the yeah, moment, no. Maybe but I should. It screws into the earth. <laughs> it screws into the earth about seven feet, and and then um, so that's what they look like. They they look like that, and they just start to spin. We can actually put them. We can go right through your if you have a landscape rock or whatever. We don't even have to dig a hole. We can go right over and it drills right through the rock. It doesn't disturb it. So it's very uh, friendly to the landscape. Um, and there's they're just they, they have the best resistance from frost movement of, of any kind of footing. Um, certain cities, and there's a lot. There's some cities in the metro that win first place awards for swamp content. Uh, Loomis and boggy soil. Uh, Hugo, Minnesota, in fact, is a city that requires helical footings. They don't allow you to use anything but a helical uh, screw pile because they have such boggy soil everywhere. Plymouth is like that. Maple Grove up there. A lot of swamp areas where we benefit significantly from using these screw piles. Because they can go well, that, deep. We can just screw them down as deep as we need to go until we get the resistance we need. It's all measured off a of torque. So if you go down seven feet and it's still soft, you can put on an extension on top of it, go another seven feet, and just keep adding extensions until you get something that's uh, solid enough. Wow. Have you ever had to go that, that far before? Uh, yeah, I, I, well, we use them in homes too. Um, I did a house in, uh, uh, in, uh, Mendota Heights that, uh, we went down 80 feet, uh, and we had a, underneath that house, there was probably 55 of those footings and we went down 60 to 80 feet into the ground. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So, so they're I used should... for that. They're yeah. used, also used for the, you know, when you see a big retaining wall system for, uh, um, for bridges and roads and stuff, they screw them horizontally into the earth to you know hold things together. So they're used all over the place. Wow, amazing! 
I should alert our listeners, Luke, that Luke has built his own home. He's been in construction for many years, so we don't have to answer just deck questions. I should have said that earlier, or porch questions. But if you have a deck question, this is the guy you want to chat with. Or if you have any other kind of home improvement question, Luke can feel those as well. Let me give you again the phone number and the text number. It's the same. 651-989-9226. We'll take a break here and have a look at that forecast coming up. On News Talk 830, WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. In for Andy Lindis today is the Luke Panic fellow that is on here a lot, and we're glad because he's helped you out for quite a few years here on CCO. He is the deck and port specialist, among other things, for Lindis Construction. Uh, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, by all means, but specifically if you have any kind of a deck or decking question, this is your chance to get some information from uh, Luke Panic from Lindis Construction. Uh, there's a line open, 651-989-9226. You can use that same number for your text uh, messages as well, and we have a bunch of those too, Luke, as well. But let's go to the phones. I think uh, Jim uh, is still waiting there in Maplewood to ask you a question. Jim, thank you. What's your question for Luke Panic? Hello. question is, what diameter are those screw piles that you're driving into the ground, and what material are they? Good question. Uh, the ones that we use are a 12-inch diameter, and they're made out of galvanized steel. Um, it's about a three-inch round steel pipe that is the center of it, and then the 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 fins that create the screw look to it are about a quarter inch thick, and it's all galvanized steel. So we screw that into the ground. Uh, they last a very, very, very long time. Pretty neat. Good question. Yeah, very good. Thank you, Jim. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six again is the phone number. Uh, here's a text. It says they have a 25-year-old cedar deck that needs to be replaced. The substructure is 2 by 12 green treated, 16 inches on center, and appears in good shape. Should I replace the green treated before replacing the decking with composite material? If I had a quarter for every time I answered this question, <laughs> I'd be a wealthy man. Um, you, you, it is certainly possible that those 25-year-old 2x12s are structurally sound. But what happens most of the time is because it's had cedar decking on top of it for 25 years, you get a little bit of decay between the boards on top of the joist, so the top of the joist can get kind of soft. And if you put brand-new decking down over the top of those old joists, you will see all the imperfections of the top of the joist. So even though structurally... It might be durable enough and last another 10 years. Um, I don't recommend it. The other thing I prefer to put, it, this, uh, this texture says their joists are at 16-inch centers, uh, which means the deck board is going to span about 14 and a half inches between each board. And a lot of synthetic deck boards out there, if you span them uh, that far, when you walk on them, even though it's safe, you'll feel it uh, sag. You'll feel it give. It'll have a little bit of, uh, it'll feel weak. So I like to, when we're using any sort of synthetic decking, I'll put the joists uh, at 12 inch centers and then the deck board is only spanning uh, 10 and a half inches. That way the deck always feels really solid. And I just, I'm more comfortable with that. So that's what I recommend. 
Uh, usually on stair systems, it's required on most synthetics that the joists are either 12 inches apart or even 9 inches apart. As you go down a stairway, you use a lot more force. So stairways almost always have to be um, reframed, but uh, most of the manufacturers will allow you to keep the spacing at 16-inch centers on a flat surface. It's just not uh, what I prefer to do. So that that's a long answer, but it it I think it's best to put in new joists. That makes Always. sense. And and Luke, is there are there differences with the uh, low maintenance decking? It, it, are some types more solid than others as far as give? Yes, they have different depending on how they're made. Um, they they have different flex flexation. It it. It doesn't vary a lot, but uh, they're all typically an inch thick, uh, or what we call five quarter. It means that it actually measures an inch, uh, but it 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 especially where you notice it the most is uh, going up and down stairways because that's where you you put more force and inertia. So um, on the flat surface, you don't notice it quite as much. That yeah, makes sense. If you have a question, home improvement type, uh, deck type. Call us or text us. Luke Panic in for Andy today, 651-989-9226. That's a phone call. And uh, also the text number, 651-989-9226. I was going to grab a text, but you know what? Dave is calling in uh, from Maple Grove, I believe. Dave, you are on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, Luke and uh, Denny. Uh, first of all, Denny, I really enjoy all the programming you have on Saturday morning. Well, thanks it's very wonderful. much, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did I say that the way you told me to? You did, yeah, the, the 20 okay, bucks yeah. in the mail. Yeah. yeah. My question, Luke, is this. We have a deck that's about 24 years old, and uh, we've uh, it's got basically the same structure. Uh, we did put in treks uh, when we got tired of doing a lot of staining. But my question is, how do you know when the support posts uh, are maybe kind of losing their supporting ability and maybe need to be replaced? Good question. Uh, the first place, the first thing that I do is I, I pull soil or gravel or whatever is around at the base of the post away from the post, and I start poking around at the post. That's usually where the decay is going to show up first. Cedar posts definitely have a, a lifespan um, much shorter than a green-treated post. The biggest, I get calls all the time or concerned people all the time that they're their big six by six post has cracked and they're worried it's not good. And that is, that is not the case. A cracked six by six post is, is for every six by six post crack. So that's very common as the, as the wood dries out, it's not structurally compromised. So that's where I would look. Do you know, are you the post that you have, you know, if they're cedar or if they're six or if they're treated wood, you know, I'm really not sure because I painted them. Uh, Uh uh, but I do have some of the cracking you were talking about, and I'm glad to hear that yep. that's not a, an issue. But uh, they basically are setting on, I believe, like a concrete pad. Okay. Uh, that's how they're set, or that's how they're on the uh, the deck. Good. It, it's the ones that are sunk in the ground that are have the biggest likelihood of being you know, experiencing that decay around the bottom. So yours may be fine. They they should be on, we can't just rest a post on concrete. It should be on what's called a post standoff, which is a metal bracket that, that anchors to the concrete, 
provide an airspace underneath the post, and then it connects it to the post. So do you notice a metal bracket there holding it in place? There is a metal bracket down there, yes. Good. Well, it sounds like you got a good situation. And I would, what I'll, all I would do is take a, a screwdriver and get down there near the bottom and, 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 and poke it. Uh, you know, you're looking for, like a dentist would look for decay in a tooth, right. but you're looking uh-huh. for down there at the bottom. And if it feels good and solid, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I'd, I'd leave them in place. And one of the things that, and in, in here I just got done saying we want to replace joists uh, that are yeah. that may be good, and, and here we want to leave them. The, the other reason is that these 6x6 six six posts that are underneath the deck like that are, they're easy to, you can change those out at any time. They're, they're not you don't have 400 deck boards screwed into them. So it's not that it's very easy to change out a post underneath a deck like that, but to replace a joist uh, five years from now, that's rotten is real difficult because it's got a hundred deck screws in it from the top. So that's, that's another reason that I don't mind trying to reuse a good six by six treated post. Cause it's, it's easy to get at. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your information and, uh, we, we, uh, we have the leaf guard gutters. We're completely happy oh, with good. them. One of the, First years, I didn't have to climb the ladder and blow the leaves out. <laughs> That's great. Good. And you, did you, you sold your ladder and took your wife out for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, have a great day, and thanks Dave, again, Luke, for okay. the information. And okay, Dave, thank, thank you. Thank you, Dave, for your kind yeah, comments uh, as well. Uh, there's a line open if you want to call Luke with your home improvement type of question, if it's about decks or decking or any other home improvement question you might have, 651-989-9226. Uh, Luke, here's a text. It says, good morning. When building decks out of non-wood products, is the framing also non-wood, such as the 2x4s and 2x12s underneath? If they are wood, then don't they just rot out faster than the rest? (laughs) Yeah, yes, uh, that can be true. Um, So the first, uh, to answer the first part of the question, uh, almost the majority of decks are framed up with uh, treated wood. Yes, that there's natural wood. You can't. Um, you can get steel uh, framing. Uh, that's the only other framing that I'm aware of. Uh, is it's uh, a company by the name of Fortress makes it, and and Trex actually makes steel framing. That's powder coated steel framing. So that'll la- you know I don't know how long that lasts. It's, it's very new, uh, but I. Would would think it would last you know a long time thirty forty fifty years. the The reality of it is is that our treated woods are pretty doggone good, um, and they tend if they're installed correctly and uh, allowed to uh, breathe a little bit, they, they seem to last uh, every bit twenty thirty years, which is often what these synthetic deck boards are expected to last. So uh, it, we really don't have a, a mismatch. Um, with the decking life and the frame life, if uh, if done correctly, I was trying to picture uh, when Dave was asking about the the cracks in the cedar posts. Uh, and if you were to replace uh, one of those, what's the process? Do you just have to brace it at some some other area next to it, and then take that post out yeah. and put a new one in? That's yeah. it. Yes, basically, what we do is, and this is it's more common. We replace a lot of posts because the footing is sunk mm. it's okay the the you know the plymouths the the cities that we've talked about will go to a deck and it's it's sticking up out of the ground a foot higher than it's supposed to be it's moved 12 inches or eight inches or sunk or moved all so it's all kitty wampus um 
those are the situations where we're more often replacing posts and footing. So what we do is we go in and we put a, a temporary beam closer to the house on temporary posts. We jack the whole thing up off, get the weight off the footings, and then we're able to, so the deck just kind of sitting there up in the air, and we, and we take out the old posts and put in new footings, take out the old footings, put in new footings, and put new posts in and set it back down. So it's 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 pretty common and, and not that difficult. No, that's good to know. All right. If you've done it, it a few times. I'm sure you've done it a few times. Luke and, and not that difficult. No, that's good to know. All right. If you've done it a few times. I'm sure you've done it a few times. Luke Panic is with us filling in for Andy Lindis today. And we're talking home improvement as we always do this hour every Saturday and uh, specifically today because Luke's uh, helping you out. We're talking decks and decking. And uh, we have more questions uh, along those lines, among other things. And we're going to pick up on those when we come back after the break. 651-989-9226. Back with more home improvement here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to our home improvement show. Denny Long here with Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist with Lindis Construction, filling in for Andy Lindis today. Well, Luke, we have a bunch of callers and a bunch of text messages. Uh, let's just see how many we can uh, help out here before you take your leave. Uh, let's go to Mankato. I think Jan has been waiting there. Jan, you are on with Luke. Hi, Luke. Oh, I was Hi there. <laughs> I was thinking about replacing my deck, and... Um, I thought of just replacing it again with and with no fence, you know, uh, or anything around it, versus screening it in or doing a three season. And I was wondering if you could give me some idea of the difference in costs, like double, triple, however. Uh, to to go from. So let me clarify. You want to. Are you talking about building on the existing deck or, or starting from scratch, Jan? Well, I would be. Re- we would have to replace the whole thing, the whole deck. Oh, okay. Yes. So the difference between uh, a deck and a porch structurally is the only thing that's really different is the size and the the weight that the footings have to hold because the walls, windows, and roof load are more than just railing. So structurally, that's the difference. Now, oftentimes we can do a deck and prepare it for a future porch by putting in bigger footings and uh, to, to prepare for that load. So there's structurally, there's not that's the only difference. Cost-wise, when you're talking about enclosing a a three-season room to a four-season room, the difference between those two rooms is that you the glass or the glazing you would go from a, a, just a simple screen. You of course you'd put in insulated windows. You would also then insulate the walls and the floor and the ceiling. So you can easily add, you know, $20,000, I would say, as a rough number to go from a just a screen three-season room up to a four-season room. And I say that with caution because in just on almost every construction project, I always talk about the frosting of the cake is what really makes the, the cost of a project change. If we're putting up knotty pine or if we're using a Brazilian cherry, uh, for the ceiling in your room can really vary the cost. Just like a kitchen, if you're using laminate countertops or granite countertops, it really makes the cost change. So there's not, I can't really tell you uh, the, the, very accurately the difference in cost, but I can say that's substantially different uh, in the way that we 
build the walls in the attic so that it will contain uh, heat and, and be able to be cooled. Does that help, Jan? I think it did. Could you, could you also give me some kind of an idea between just replacing the deck and then the screening, uh, you know, having screening it in? I really can't. Uh, it varies so much uh, on the size of the deck and the, the how high it is off the ground and the type of railing and the type of screening. We, we screen with so many different things. Some some when, some rooms just have basic screens. Some rooms have screening systems that you can raise and lower. So it it varies too much to give you good information. We're, we're happy to uh, um, um, talk with you about it. Uh, but I have to, you know, we actually have to have a design to look at and, and some some sort of size and height off the ground in order to figure it out. So I, I, I can't be more accurate than that. Two, three minutes to go, uh, Luke. Let's try to grab a call from Terry in Golden Valley. Terry, you're on with uh, Luke Panic. Good morning. My question is we've got about a 12-year-old TimberTech deck that's gray color, and I've got two problems. Okay. One is it's very, very slowly or mildly slanted back towards the house. When I wash it off, the water, I keep having to shove the water off the deck instead of getting back towards the house. Is there any way to to change the slope? And number two, where the barbecue, gas barbecue has sat for 12 years, the it's it's nice and clean underneath the barbecue. What's the best way to clean a TimberTech deck? Uh, great questions, Terry. Is this a is this TimberTech product the one that connected uh, almost like tongue and groove, uh, or is there space between the deck boards? No, there's tongue and groove, and there's some little slots between the in the groove. Yeah. So what happens at that? That's why you're getting that watershed. That product was the very first innovation of TimberTech, and it worked pretty well, but. Uh, uh, it 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 does slope water almost like a like a roof, and so what's happened to your deck? I'm guessing if if the sloping this the water coming back is new, is that the footings of your deck, as I was talking about earlier, actually raised up out of the ground, and so you've got a negative slope back towards the house. So how we would adjust that is we would um, we would uh, take the the weight off the footings as I was just describing, and we would cut the posts off and lower the deck back down and get it level. Uh, Probably, if it's moved significantly, if it's several inches, we should replace the footings so that the deck is level and it stays level. Because this deck, if it's moving, is going to continue to move as the frost um, as the frost comes every season. Now, to clean your deck, and the second part of your question, the I, I, there's several different types of deck cleaners. You can look on TimberTech's website and they'll pull up recommended cleaners to use on it, but they'll they'll contain some bleach and some mildicide. And and they will uh, you you can you can pressure wash it for sure, uh, but there are cleaners you can buy that'll help clean that deck. This is one of those uh, original uh, decking at this time 12 years ago didn't have any polyethylene covering on it, so the wood flower was exposed, and and so people often complain about the amount of cleaning that they do they have to do, and it is uneven. So it's very typical, uh, but typically you can get it cleaned up pretty well with one of those cleaners that they suggest. Excellent. Luke, we have like 30 seconds to go in the show here. It's great to, to have you with us again. Thanks for all the help. And if uh, folks want to, to call you guys at Linda's, whether it be Windows or maybe a new deck, a uh, couple of ways to get in touch. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the easiest number to remember. 
or get on the web uh, at lindusconstruction.com. That's L-I-N-D-U-S, lindusconstruction.com. Now is a great time to plan on a new deck for next year, right, Luke? Absolutely, and, and there's not much snow on the ground, so I don't have to wear my tall boots to get in your backyard. <laughs> That's Just right. Yet. Absolutely. So there's a silver lining there. Thanks thanks a bunch, Luke. Always appreciate the help. Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction. We expect highs here in the Twin Cities today, about 32 degrees. It's going to be only 22 come Monday. Right now, overcast and uh, kind of a breezy day with our current WCCO temperature reading at 28 degrees.